Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Betsperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. The NBA Finals are dragging on interminably. Uh, I have no comments, I have no thoughts. I played the Nuggets tonight. Best of luck to the Nuggets. I hope they cover. I played Nuggets alt as well because I think if they win, it might be a uh, a win with margin because I, I, I have a lot of respect for that team. And if if 10 days of, of rest and preparation for this game three isn't enough to fix some of the things that are wrong with that, that team, then I don't know what will. Well, um, do but you remember we are not when here. the yeah. Knicks? No. Oh, it's just getting hotter. The Knicks lost because it was hot in Miami, remember? Oh, that's that was, true. That was a thing. It's just that's getting true. warmer. That's true. Although, uh, I mean, at least they're not playing in New York because that looks like the, it looks like fucking the seventh level of hell. I think. Sorry, they, Luke. WNBA game in New York got canceled, right? They did. There were yeah. several baseball games. Well, I get baseball games, but if it's bad enough where they're canceling indoor things, yeah. Shit, RIP. Yeah, and also, well. sorry to the people who are actually dealing with fires. Like everyone's like, oh man, the smoke sucks. Like somewhere somebody is like on fire. Like there are massive forest fires going on too. So well, hopefully everybody Canada, we like so. is okay. Yeah. There no nobody lives up there. It's uh, much yeah, scarier there's, there's when it's in California. Yeah, much bigger deal when it's in California. In terms of what like <laughs> you're concerned about life. Um, but no, we're not here to talk NBA finals today because there's really nothing to say. It's all been said. Uh, and we need something to get this series going, make it a little more interesting. Uh, right now, it's just not doing it for me. Um, but uh, joining us from the scene of uh, all of the smoky pictures today and from the uh, the scene, they still hold the NBA draft, I believe, in, uh, in New York at uh, Radio City Music Hall. If I'm not mistaken. Um, I have to fact check that. Um, but uh, oh, it's at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn this year. Um, but yeah, joining us from New York, of course, the great at Vegas refund, um, the uh, draft uh, handicapping aficionado, um, <laughs> uh, and draft draft betting market and boss. Really, I mean, you guy, this guy's tweeting out uh, a thought about the draft and the line moves. 40 cents <laughs> it's uh it's really something to see it in uh, in 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 action but uh welcome back to talk a little nba draft mr vegas refund how you doing what's going on thanks for having me is this is this fifth year option technically or this is, is that... well what what were we going to call fifth year option for nba Ooh, there was some uh, names was a, we had a good name no it was uh, uh one and done yeah that was it it was one and done. truthfully like like if you look here, here's a fun one, and I'm I'm gonna make you both guess because this is live and it's recorded. And so, uh, which we won't even go with what team because there could be trades and shit. What'll be the first pick pick number where there's a player who's played more than one year of college basketball? So can't be like uh, G League, can't be international, can't be a freshman. Has to be like uh, Hawkins or uh, the Michigan kid. Like, are we? It's it's crazy. Like, you think about just how the NBA has changed. Obviously, like, oh, Andy, no shit, one and done is a thing now. But it's like, man, <laughs> nobody, nobody who's up top is like has played a second year of college. Uh, yeah, I guess the Nick Smith Jr. is he the first guy? I think he played a couple years at uh at Arkansas. I, yeah, I think he's a freshman. Oh, is he Nick Smith? Oh man, am I tripping? Yeah, he didn't play. He didn't take that team to the. uh Sweet 16 and lose to Duke? No. 
I guess not. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I, it's it is crazy and it is rare. Uh, maybe it's just Nick Smith Jr. The fact that it has Junior next to his name, I always assumed he was an upper class. I love it. I love it when that's not, and that's not crazy. I love it when I love it when players uh, add senior. Like, yeah, buddy, congrats oh, yeah, on congrats yeah. on the He's an upperclassman. Um, um, yeah, Zion anyway. can add some senior to his name here pretty soon. Jesus, that guy's getting around. Um, <laughs> I, I and I did have some notes. I, I don't remember what order I put them in, but I think maybe the best one to start with would be because so many people, you know, remember you or know you from talking to us or just follow you for your NFL takes, and you're so deep into the NFL draft. Like talking about the your main differences in approach and process between the two, because it feels like the the time frame is obviously a lot more condensed, and it's wild how it's just like, hey, the finals are over, drafts next week. Like it's a weird timing. There's not like a dead area where I, I wonder if so much, and obviously the NFL is so big, but if there wasn't like just this two month dead period, would people really be putting out like? 40 mock drafts you know like that it, it's it feels like it's just a, a a need to fill that void like nature abhors a vacuum so we write you know hey this is my ninth mock draft this week and uh it just it's not that long of a process for the nba it, it, it the markets are quite a bit different yeah i mean that's it's definitely a good point where i, I want to say nba over-unders came out before like nfl draft over-unders came out like it was like DraftKings was like trolling us, but I do think those come out earlier because the interest on this is like a fraction of the NFL. Yeah. Where they do have to have them out probably a lot earlier just to get some sort of liquidity. Um, but, and we actually have probably more now than we did. There's like equal overrunners out right now relative to the NFL. But I mean, I guess it's nice. Like, I mean, I remember the NHL draft last year I did. 30 minutes of research and made like equally as much, um, which was like honestly sad because it's like, how much? It's um, like, oh, I don't have to de- dedicate my life to this. I don't, yeah, I don't know the name. It was kind of the same deal. Somebody had a good tip on just like, hey, this is a bad price. And it was like the guy to go fourth in the NHL draft. And uh, it was like 25 to one. Yeah. And I remember I was sitting at a local bar with the wife and she's like, oh, you like hockey? I'm like, just for the first five picks, you don't know, really want to see who some of these teams are you know, <laughs> focusing in on as they're starting their rebuilds. And I don't know any of the guys. And that guy, when that guy hit, oh, shit, we're, we're gonna have a couple more drinks here. This is great. So, and yeah, same, same, same. But I mean, the NBA, there was a really, there was a lot of good conversation around it last year. But it was the same kind of thing. It was just like the two or three weeks before it, it just went from zero to a hundred. And I think we're about to hit that right now. Yeah, like the mock drafts are definitely. There's less of them. Like when a, a good one comes out, I like generally get excited. Where like NFL, it's like hundreds by the hour. Yeah. Um, where, but at the same time, there there's like four guys that you genuinely like. They can move the needle, and then it's really tough trying to figure out because there's no like rating sites for NBA draft really, um, and it's tough to figure out who you want to trust, who you don't want to trust. And it's definitely worth taking a grain of salt. Where like on my sheet, I have. Like the guys I've picked out, but then I have a, se- a separate section for Wasserman, um, like the core four: Wasserman, Vicini, Giveny, and O'Connor. Yeah, because uh, we lost one, who was Jeremy Wu, who went was with I want to say Sports Illustrated last year, and he went to ESPN, and I was like splitting duties 
with Giveny, which is like they better destroy um, at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, it's just it's it's sad because we don't have him putting out mocks. He's really not doing anything. Um, but he was a great one as well. Yeah. Do you think uh, what? Like, what's different about the NBA draft process if you have to step back and kind of, like, look at it relative to the way the NFL process works? Because, obviously, like, you know, there's only two teams left that are still in the playoffs. But, uh, you know, until the lottery came out, you didn't know when you were even picking. Um, And it always feels like – and I'm trying not to let certain friends of ours who have wild opinions about the NBA agents agents tending guys to certain teams but like it does feel like there's a little bit of teams just like ah these guys all suck uh, we'll just take this guy you know like there's a little bit of casualness as, and maybe i you know i could be reading that into just how easily they trade away picks for guys who are not very good and it's just like okay well they obviously don't think much of these picks if they're willing to do that where it's like almost the opposite in the nfl it's like Day one picks are like like solid gold. If you well, trade even, a day one pick, yeah, away, right. you bet you better you better be getting back somebody very good on a very good contract. Otherwise, he, yeah, you're screwed. Yeah, here's an opinion question: What is a second round pick worth in equivalency to the NFL draft? And I'm going to answer by making some shit up. I think it's worth like a ninth rounder. <laughs> like, you know, like if you're drafted in the sixth or seventh round. Back in the like, day, they know, did nine rounds of the NFL like, draft. Yeah, how many? How, yeah, oh, yeah. Back in the day, they used to do a lot. But it's like, how many of these guys that get drafted in the second round even make teams? Like, a I lot mean, of it's I, like, hey, guess what? You're on a G League or maybe you have a shot if it's a team really needing your position and you play out of your – like, the second round sucks. It, it's like, – the the drop and I think that's the biggest takeaway for me, who's a little more casual with the NBA side, is like there's a huge drop off. Like you're not trading back as you know the the trade back to like acquire all these picks like you see in the NFL. Like that's a shit move. Like if you're trading back, you need a goddamn asset. It has to be a name. It has to be a player, or it can't be trading back very far. You know you can't you can't go past that cliff. Like there's always a cliff, and it's like all right. Yeah, like the best five guys are gone and now we're fucked. Like the, there is a, there's a very high value to those first few picks. And it's just not the same as the NFL. And then, I mean, like when does it, the lottery ends at like what? 13. Uh, a little like, bit later, I think like the lottery picks is it's either 13 or 14. Yeah. That's right. like that, that entire aspect of it, which I know it has to do with money just is like, I don't even get it. Like the difference between like, they're saying, Oh, this guy's going to be a lottery pick. Cause he goes, he goes 14 and not 15. Like, <laughs> like um, but NBA is becoming positionalist. It's much more about like best available compared to like the NFL draft. You got team needs, then you got the quarterbacks. Um, there's a lot less information. And I want to say our friend Amico, or it was either Amico. Yeah, I think it was Amico, but he brought up the point, or Dane. Dane, it was definitely Dane. He brought up the point where. The NFL draft is becoming so mushed at this point where you got so many mocks, you got everyone betting into the NFL draft, like essentially, um, that the NBA draft with the finals and the playoffs really is probably like, it's way more leverageable at this point because you got less eyeballs on everything, you got less people tweeting out. It's not something that is becoming a headline topic in like the Twitter sphere. Well, it's interesting to the positionless thing too, because it's like, and hand up and Dan punked. Well, I said it on a show. So then Dan turned it into a short, but like, I never watched the last dance when it came out. I just let like Twitter 
narrate it for me. Like Twitter just put out half the show on in in memes anyway. And I had to I was doing other stuff. So like I, I saw it on Netflix and like, oh shit, I should watch this. I like the Bulls. Like that was a fun time in my life. I was young. And it's spoiler alert, it's really good. But like when they <laughs> when they when they draft when they you know the players get drafted ahead of MJ and granted nobody knew he was going to be that good, but it's like, oh no, like don't draft a big guy just because you need a big guy. Like you should just draft a good player. And obviously that's like you said, it's, it's come to that a little too, where teams, obviously team need is still important, but man, you just got to take some of these studs with the super high end ceilings when you get the spot. I mean, we still got like the whole French league, they're still playing. Like they still have their finals game. And like, I mean, I don't think there's been a scenario where like, guys from the French league have been this high up where the guys going in the lottery are going to be playing in their finals. I want to say next week, um, which the draft is a week later where Bilal, I'm not even going to try and pronounce his name, like Kalabli or whatever the hell it is. Sure. Like he is, got it. he's shooting upwards just based off of his play right now in the final or yeah. Well, he's getting, uh, I'm going to use some terms that I learned watching some TikToks, um, <clears throat> his, they're in the same team, right? Victor, Victor's yeah, on the yeah. same team. They're both, yeah. they're both, yeah. uh, 92 Metropolitans. Uh, he rizzed him up a little. He's been rizzing him. <laughs> and now he is, uh, I believe he is one of the Riz Kings. I'm going to so actually I, I don't think, challenge I don't think your usage of oh, no. both of those Come words. On. I do not Come think on. that uh, I do not co-sign to uh, okay. the, the application Fuck. of those Fuck. words. You're going to have to go back to urban dictionary and kind of, you know, reread some of the uh, risking. Yeah. Some of the, <laughs> some of the uh, <laughs> uh, sentence used in a sentence. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, yeah, that no one would know who that guy was if it wasn't for Wemby. Um, but yeah. you know, they're seeing like, Oh, well, we'll take a swing. Um, most of the success stories in the NBA draft really in the last five years, they've largely been European players. Um, you know, it's, it's not a, uh, uh, you know, it's not a shock to say that in, as we are currently sitting in the finals, that's the most important player is, uh, you know, Nikola Jokic, who was very famously drafted during a Taco Bell commercial. I'm not sure if you guys have seen that clip, yeah. but uh, that, that absolutely clip. kills me every time. Um, <laughs> they cut the commercial and just on the bottom, Denver Nuggets select Nikola Jokic. Um, the big, big difference maker in this year's draft, though, is pretty obviously... Uh, a guy we were all expecting to have a potential all NBA career um, because his skill set is so unique. And there's really not a lot to say out of like his fair price for going first ought to be minus infinity. Yeah. The infinity uh, like it's, symbol. it's really not even or, or as my kids do into. infinity plus one. Infinity plus one breaks my higher. brain. Yeah, let's see. Even, even higher, you you want up me there, but yeah, there is no real price. Like, and obviously, we're not saying put your whole bankroll on it because, <laughs> like, just in the amount of time that it sits there, even if it were a day, you should be doing something better with it. Yeah, but, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's, it's it, it, yeah, the handicap for it starts at two. It's kind of like what we've dealt with with some NFL drafts where we really, really are sure of what's happening and. That's been fun though too because it was. I mean, Scoot's like you said, a, the process isn't as long, but there was a moment where it was just like, "All right, this guy's pretty goddamn sure Scoot's going too," and that wasn't that long ago. I mean, it's Scoot's been like the consensus number two for a while, and then I want to say it was like during March Madness 
that it was like Giveny or someone tweeted something out about don't be surprised if like Miller will go too or like he's number he's ahead of Scoot on a lot of teams' boards, uh, which immediately was the last thing on my mind. But there were number two and number three odds <laughs> up, which yeah. I'm loving that I like took that initiative to bet um, Miller. Like I think it was like nine to one to go two, and then Scoot nine to one to go three, um, which was like I want to say like this. The people that love Scoot love him a lot and like just refuse to believe that Miller's going to go number two. Uh, but as we're getting closer, like even like yesterday, like yesterday he got steamed for number two odds even more. Um, it does feel like it's becoming a consensus that Miller's going to. And now even people are like debating whether Scoot's going to go three. And if he doesn't, some team could trade up. Like I feel like that flip flop of Scoot and Miller is kind of getting ironed out at this point. That's really who's going for. Yeah. If, and if it does end up being Bama number two, we end up with a weird spot where like, and I, I think, I don't know, the people I trust and the people I've listened to is like, it would be dumb to trade that number three pick. And it goes back to like what I said too. It's like, just, you're, you're not in a spot where you just need to add, you know, add some young talent. Like all of a sudden you're competing in the West. Like, you just don't don't need to add a bunch of uh, you know picks or extra guys or stuff like that. Just go take one of these top players. So I don't yeah. know. I, I want opinions for both of you if you think Portland keeps the pick. But then everyone's like, well, if it goes Miller too, why don't you take one of the twins? Yeah, well, because they're not very good at basketball. But <laughs> that's my opinion. Um, <laughs> I've seen that, one of them. That's and the I've other part. I struggle with that. I, I, yeah, I anyway. struggle with that, Drew. I don't know. Do you watch much of that? I mean, I've, nobody, I, nobody's sitting down like I'm going to watch a bunch of G League today. Well, <laughs> like, some people are definitely. <laughs> there are no, some hardos out there for room, who but. absolutely love. It. I have not, but I've seen more of the Thompson, and I've literally been like, what? what? I don't. I really don't get that. Um, especially when, when their the name first got floated out. I thought it was the blonde girls from the Asur uh, guy. Like his shot basketball. looks broken. I do not think that's easily fixable at all. And if you can't shoot, I don't know exactly why you would take a guy with the top four pick. But whatever. <laughs> I mean, um, they're, no, yeah, they're genetically the same. But like everyone loves Ahmed like way more. Like I just can't get like I get it. But just like we got the same guy here, and like I don't get how like Ahmed is. So much far ahead of Osser. Am I pronouncing their names right? But sure. Like, and yeah. I also don't think Amen should be like such a consensus to go for, which Whitmore does feel like he's starting to inch up on that four spot, um, which a lot of people have opinion about Whitmore and don't think he deserves it. But that feels like the consensus too. Yeah, if you uh, if you think that the genetic uh, the genetic disparity is breaking your brain with these guys, wait till you see Boozer's kids. Boozer has ah. twin sons. They must be fraternal. It's got. They've got to be fraternal. <laughs> One of them's like six eleven, as like fifteen year old or whatever, and the other guy's like he's like a little bit of you know he's a, he's a point guard. <laughs> it's like what what is happening? How are these two guys like playing specifically different positions and totally different body types? They should but, make a movie like that about mm. a set of twins where one is <laughs> tall and one is much shorter. I would watch that. There's a remake right now. Like Hulu, you have a remake. Get Boozer's kids. Like it's not DeVito, but it's still pretty good. Um, I and er, yeah, everything I've read as I've been trying to catch up this week is like been very pro Whitmore. But again, I don't, and we do this as well. And this is the biggest thing we harped on for 11 fucking episodes of 50 Year Option. It doesn't matter who I like. And sure. I, I, I keep coming back to like, I don't know how to rate these guys who play in the G League because I don't know how good the competition is. 
because that matters, like who you're playing against. And I think it comes down to it's Andy, shut up. It doesn't matter. You need to mm-hmm. know how teams feel about him. You need to listen for, you know, if you get information coming out of some of these agents or people who know it or like, you know, uh, AAU guys that we have connections to, like that matters a lot more. But obviously, some of the stuff you read, it isn't based on nothing. Like when you see somebody like Whitmore getting steamed up and everybody in the media suddenly loves him, it certainly could be coming from a source like that that actually matters. So it's definitely worth paying attention to. Yeah, yeah. And this draft is unique because 1.1 is so much more potentially impactful than everybody else in this draft. And the college class pretty weak outside of Brandon Miller. The you know the the G leaguers all kind of had fanfare and then kind of fizzled playing against like high school competition, um, so it's to to me at least uh, this the the lack of secrecy the lack of cloak and dagger this year it's not surprising like Charlotte's uh, literally like they basically have the first pick they know you know effectively of the rest uh, and you know they're they've been pretty candid I think with the you know the draft expresses of the world of hey you know what Brandon Miller. We think he can be a superstar wing. Uh, fits well next to uh, Lamelo Ball. Like, bang, easy, easy call. Like, maybe who cares if his ceiling's not higher than Scoot? Uh, you know, we 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 like the fit, uh, and we'll take a chance there. And then, yeah, I, the three question that you kind of posed is is interesting. I, I do want to uh, take a step back because last year, Drew, you were probably I would say you were the reason myself and a lot of people won so much on Powell. And I want to say it was the podcast we did before this show, <laughs> the Marfons accusations to chat. Um, so I can't still, say that it still could be accurate. We still, um, we still are waiting for that. I, I mean, I, and I mean, you nailed Paula. Like it was an all time call. Does any, does it, I don't think Marfons would throw Wemby off of one. Like he could literally like tear his ACL today and he's still going number one. Uh, but do we have any hot takes? <laughs> I would almost do hot takes in the other direction with Wemby. Um, I mean, we can wait. I don't want to. Even, I don't even want to touch on Wemby. <laughs> yes. can, uh, yeah. No. I, like, I mean, I, we, like, we can like, spend. We can spend thirty seconds on him. Like, I mean, we can wait till next week or the week after and let you uh, really dig. But like, <laughs> yeah. no, I don't even want to talk about Wemby. Like, uh, it's like the, the shit he does is like crazy and it doesn't matter who he's playing against like it doesn't matter who is in the way and who else the other nine guys on the floor like the thing you just did is amazing and like i just keep thinking about the the missed three-pointer rebound like put back dung like that shit is stupid and people shouldn't be able to do that so if he's healthy like the odds of him not reaching some sort of super high ceiling potential feels sort of low so kudos kudos to the spurs jesus christ yeah i guess if you want a hot takey kind of thought i guess it's mostly just like really nothing in this entire process is going to derail brandon miller around the you know the murder that happened in tuscaloosa that he was like tangential to and like you know in the moment when that got reported that felt like a big 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 deal and now it is sort of like oh yeah no he was but he was just literally in the you know wrong place wrong time kind of trying to do a guy that he sort of knew a favor like that's sort of the air around it right now right there's realistically you know if the the people who were you know truly wronged in that situation have their they could be waiting in the wings to kind of make their 
you know, their attempt to get a little bit more leverage out of him, either the whole, uh, the whole, some financial uh, Athens settlement or police something. calling Jill and Carter, Ka- that kind of during, exactly, yeah, during that kind the of thing. combine kind of, yeah, thing? there's, yeah. there's, there's the, in the back of my head, I have like, I'm kind of waiting for that story to hit that, like the, the, it was a pregnant woman or a young mother get got killed. I, I don't remember the details a hundred percent, but her family all of a sudden showing up with like new details and accusations and coming after him for some sort of settlement seems in the cards. Uh, and that could, that could, that could shuffle things a little bit just because as you kind of laid it out, like there's maybe a pretty, you know, pretty you know narrow margin between all these guys two through whatever. Um, so that that's maybe the only thing. That's fair. It, it, t- still two weeks. I mean, uh, you got Wemby, then you got Miller, Scoot, and then you got Amon, uh, uh, maybe Osser, the guy out of Houston, Jirachi, wh- whatever the hell his name is. And then you got another group. Which, yeah. from what your opinion, Drew, it sounded like you don't like the Twins. Which, I think I was listening to the O'Connell podcast or, or connor podcast which he's like so overly positive it's like insanely annoying um but <laughs> it, it was talking about like whitmore going four and if whitmore doesn't if whitmore goes four, no it's a scene actually uh if whitmore goes four he doesn't know when Amon or oscar is going to go based off of like team needs fits where like certain teams are going for wings and i think he put Amon at like eight which was pushing oscar even further which right now Amon is like the clear cut consensus fourth pick. Yeah. But Whitmore is yeah. definitely creeping down. I'm seeing more and more. Um for whatever reason. Which is five Jirachi. I don't even I need to look up how to pronounce that. But uh do you guys see him going five or do you think Amon just goes five? And they just I mean the Pistons are alive to do a lot of different things, I guess. Um they and I guess kind of like go any position they want. I mean, I think you actually probably have to go back to three for a hot second because um that situation is still pretty fluid as well, I think. Just um, assuming. Yeah, like yeah, that's fair. The as we stand here today, um, you know, Dame Lillard is presumably gonna finish his career in Portland. But if like there were a lot of chances to trade him, to move him, to kind of reset your franchise and try to build from from scratch. They have a, new, a young nucleus with the uh, the kid they drafted last year. Um, it looks he looks the part of a future, uh, you know, very good player at the NBA level. Um, shade, shade and sharp um, needs a lot more reps to get there, but uh, he's definitely got he's on the right track to becoming a good player. So is Anthony Simmons. Um, so you have a little bit of a decent nucleus there. I think your best bet if you are Portland and you're thinking clearly is to move Dame for assets and take Scoot Henderson. Um, but they've been resistant to do that for whatever reason. And for, you know, it's, it doesn't seem to me like you're creating a very positive situation. If you keep Dame, you draft Scoot and you tell Dame, hey, Dame, go train your replacement. <laughs> like, right. you know, hey, man, we're not actually going to move this pick to try to help you win anything at all in the NBA here. We are just going to run out the rest of your career, pay you, and oh, by the way, you're training your replacement. Even though apparently they're like texting each other and like are all buddy buddy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you have to say that. And Dame seems like a very good guy, so I'm not surprised by that at all. That he's like, you know, relatively out, you know, out, you know, outwardly kind of trying to reach out to these guys and build a relationship but at the same time like 
you know, you, you know, you maybe you sit on, maybe you draft scoot and you wait for like a little later in the cycle. Uh, you know, sometimes somebody come give you a better offer in season than you're going to get now for uh, Dame. Um, but you know, if I'm sitting in four at Houston, I would much rather have Scoot Henderson than either of the twins. Seems like that's they've kind of just settled for the twins. You know, Amen Thompson at least is sort of the better of the two in my mind. So I'm assuming that's who Houston would take. Um, and you know, they should be considering figuring out what Portland would want to you know to to move up to three to get Scoot because he's I would Couldn't rather see him on taking there. one of the twins. Couldn't you just trade for Westbrook? Like, like if you don't want shooting you don't there's plenty of that there's plenty of guys who can't shoot in the league and i get they're very very athletic they're very athletic players who just have some issues shooting which is crazy that like we'd still like are going to take somebody like that in the top five seeing what we've seen yeah. with teams it's like oh you signed a bunch of guys who can't shoot and you can't get any spacing and you suck i wonder why yeah. what's going on like why would they do that I yeah. yeah i'm pointing up but yeah it's a, I'm, I'm seeing this too it's like anything in my research has been light i'm just gonna lean on luke to give me some plays but seeing a lot of people like anthony black quite a bit better than you know i guess his comp is more awesome than a is it amen or Ammon? i want to say amen I don't like trying to pronounce it. I think it's Amon. I'm going to say Amon. Amon, you know, I, I see. It's I not Amon. Like, it's not two syllables. I don't think it's <laughs> well, definitely just. Amon is two Amen. syllables. Amon's two syllables. Too, see him yeah. moving up. And then, I mean, there's people. I don't know where you, where, where do you have your consensus mock on Bilal, the other Frenchman? He's uh, going up into the first round this week. Yeah. I mean, yeah, people so, are saying crazy shit. Like, people are mocking him in the top 10 now. So and, and I mean, that's the thing. Like in the NFL, what's what's the catalyst to to do this? It's freak ass shit at the combine. Usually, it's crazy. That's another crazy part about this compared to the NFL. There was a combine. It happened a few weeks ago. Do you even remember that? <laughs> was it, was it even oh in no! The news? Like nobody. A lot of you know. A lot of the real stars don't have going to that. It's not even close to the same thing. It's more of a. Uh, hey, you, you're a second rounder. You need to be a first rounder. I don't even know. Like, do, do you guys follow the combine at all? I saw I mean, that. Yeah, one kid, uh, Bobby Clintman of Wake Forest, left the combine when, <laughs> and I, I don't even know that he is even realistically a, a round two pick. So I, none of that situation makes sense. If you can find that, yeah, the only, yes, the no only on thing being I drafted, I give me some no. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The only thing I saw coming out of that was the Belmont kid from Belmont. I mean, the problem is they don't go, which I think is getting fixed. Like, I think it's getting fixed next year. We're like, the guys that are going in the first, like, their agents are advising them not to go to the combine and just, and then they're getting, and then they're manipulating the team workouts um, to where they want to, where they want their guy to go. But I do think next year, like, you're going to be required to go. Um, But like, the problem with Bilal is this came out, if his over under came out last week, it would have been like 25 and a half. And yeah. it came out this week, and it's 12 and a half, which the whole promise Sucks. thing. Wow. The, the promise thing is like, I hate it because, like, does it is it even real? Like, apparently. Um, but there is a team that you see that gave Walla promise, and the rumors are it's Dallas? most likely the Thunder, which is oh. 12, which is why it's probably 12 and a half, or maybe the Raptors at 13. But he might not even make it there. And he still has the final team to play. So if, like, that French finals game, he goes off like he did the last game. 
Like, who even yeah. knows? That, that should be Wemby. If, if he's a good teammate, if he's a, he should be talking to the coach, who I'm sure he's made a bunch of money. He should yeah, be yeah. talking to his teammates, and he should be like, we got to do everything to make Bilal have like a mat, like he has to have like a, you know, a, a 60, right. 15, eight kind of game. Like we need to just like let him shoot the rock and let him, <laughs> let him have the Kobe 81 point game, which is like, all right, just keep shooting, bud. And, and then it makes all the headlines. And the guy gets to shoot up like 10 more spots in the draft and makes a shitload more money. Cause how does that affect Wimby? Like not at I mean, all. You're probably still going to win the game. You're still the first overall pick. Like do your buddy a solid. I mean, it's insane that a guy is about, is playing a game two weeks before the draft to just like up his stock. Um, it's it's yeah. actually great. Well, it's well, fantastic. It's kind of nuts. Like for for Wimby to like be playing basketball at all makes me nervous. But like you said, it basketball at all, like yeah. it doesn't matter. But still, like, like, I'd, I'd have him bubble wrapped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, so if we kind of come full circle here and say, okay. Draft kind of starts at five. I I personally, you know, Cam the Cam Whitmore to Houston. I've seen and, and read people with Houston ties that have basically have a red line through that. Uh, so I would say Cam Whitmore's draft ceiling is five. Um, some interest apparently from Detroit, which is why he's kind of consensus mocked in that range. I, I assume, but um, you know, I don't have I have not heard Detroit people say that they have like already committed to him. Uh, so five could be a surprise or Whitmore, which means Whitmore only has, you know, down to go from there. And his current total is five and a half. Um, although it's juicy to the under. Interesting. So basically yeah. somebody's assuming that Whit- that Whitmore has been promised by Detroit. That That's sort of what that means, right? Uh, it might be me because I put out Whitmore on five and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to say we should get to the stuff that looked better already eventually. Some of those, some of that stuff has moved. So you did you see or read that Whitmore has a promise from Detroit? Uh, I won't say it on here. Nothing I can. I'm going to say on here, but yeah, it's just generally like you're like, saying it without saying it. Then, um, and it just generally like he's not getting past five. And like whether you look at the mock drafts, that's a massive group think right now. Um, like yeah. they're almost all the same, or just like the general. Like he just it feels like he's had all the momentum and he's basically hit his ceiling of momentum. That he's not going to go to three. He's starting to creep into four. Um, I have no personal opinion on him. All I know is he's out of Villanova. Um, yeah. And like, <laughs> he's a big team, boy. <laughs> he's, got some, that, uh, he's got some. He's got some girth for a small yeah, forward. He, and you hear that like the magic at six, the guys that they like, and there and then there's like quotes of them assuming that Wilmore won't even be there, which just means he's gonna go. They don't see him getting past five, um, which is over under was six and a half. But I was in Spain when it was six and a half, unfortunately, um, which would have been a great number. Were you, were you taking in some international basketball? Like uh, I should have Sandler and the God, whatever that movie was on Netflix. That I like that movie. Where he's like uh, with Bo Cruz, I don't know his uh-huh. actual name. He with has Anderson? a real name. Uh, what's his name, Drew? The NBA player. Oh, Kevin Garnett. No, that's uh, t- that's like whatever. I didn't guy. see. I didn't see whatever movie you're talking about. Oh, it'll come to me. Dan will probably just write it in the chat. <laughs> Either way, look who look who joined us. A Link Calhoun who has recently attended a, one of those uh, dream camps where he got to play with the Houston Rockets. And warm up with them. That's why they were so good this year. 
Yeah, they uh, the the magic of the Rockets wore off. I think he just saw him ship a what six figure uh, DraftKings pool. Uh, so yeah, congrats, Luke. Uh, congrats, oh, Link. Yeah, congrats, Link. <laughs> um, the um, uh, no, the the rest of the draft after top five is very very murky to me, and I think interesting enough that the Magic sit at six, um, and uh, you know they were tough. To, they were a tough nut to crack last year. Ask yeah. go ask Woj. Um, and Ooh. I think realistically, if you look at the makeup of that team and what do they need, it's pretty obviously guard play. Um, it has not worked out especially well with uh, uh, the kid out of Gonzaga. Um, not to say that he won't ultimately develop into a more, you know, more suitable role player, but if you can take a swing at a guard, I guess you do, which makes sense why a lot of people are kind of mocking the other Thompson twin there as he is a guard, even though he cannot shoot. And if the magic take him, I would be very surprised. Their analytics department has huge input on this, and I just don't see any way that they're giving uh, Thompson a decent rating. Uh, a decent enough rating to put him into the mix there. So I would kind of look down the board and see if there are any sort of outlier uh, guards that uh, have high upside that could shoot well. Um, you know, a guy like Grady Dick out of Kansas stands out. Um, I think I, I like yeah. which six for the magic is definitely like, that's kind of the landmine that decides how everything else plays out. Um, Cause I would say it's like a group think putting Oscar there at this point. Cause I agree with you. Um, I don't think it happens where, like, I think that's a nice spot for black, honestly. Um, yeah, okay. At six. And the Pacers feels like – the Pacers at seven seems like it's one of two guys. Um, but, like, I think black is live there, assuming – which I don't think they would go Walker. Eamon maybe falls. But, like, yeah, if it's a guard, like, I think black's prime there where his over-under is eight and a half. Um, but I don't think – like, yeah. Like, I agree. I don't think it's going to be Oscar. Okay. So we got and some Oscar overs. And then yeah, which, are those up? Those have been destroyed, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, that was like the first one that went up. Oscar uh, over five and a half went up like during March Madness or something. Um, and it's like juiced one way. Like insanely. And they're just staying at five and a half. So I do it is starting to come down. Like I don't know if it's might have been like O'Connor or something, but like the head to head, it's like Amon versus Oscar, and like for whatever reason, like Amon's been like minus three hundred, and it's starting to come down. Um, but I agree with you. Then the Pacers, it's kind of assuming everyone's assuming it's either going to be Walker or Hendricks. Okay. Um, which they worked out Hendricks today, and they work out Walker tomorrow. Assuming one of the like top four guys doesn't, or four or five guys doesn't fall, uh, and then you got the Wizards. They're probably going to go guard. Then it gets really dicey. Um, yeah, but figuring I mean, out what the magic it's the, same, it's the same as anything when we do these drafts. Like, after a certain point, it's like, well, it gets dicey from here because who knows? And who knows who's <laughs> left? But yeah, I, I, th- I think about some, yeah, some of the – and some of the success you and other people who we've, you know, we've met with and talked to about this sort of thing have had in the NBA draft is just like, you know, predicting guys falling and hitting their over-unders, like just looking at some, and it, it's usually a case of you miss on a bunch. You're going to miss on a bunch of these because somebody just takes them. We, we end up with that weird spot, like you said, where once you get into the teens and even into the twenties there, it's, it feels like teams, the stakes are less, so much lower where teams take some weird picks, 
But there are some guys that you target every year. It's like, fuck, this guy is falling. This which is kind is... of, yeah. Which is like when like the big boards come into play, which really for NBA is even more important where there's a couple guys I'm just waiting for them to go up. And DraftKings is like adding two guys a day right now, which is great. Like, it's okay. absolutely um, the best. And I'm not, I, I want to keep this lead buried, but yeah, there are a couple of guys that could fall. But for this, it feels like the top, there's like seven or eight guys you just know are going to go in the top 10. Um, and then that's when you got to figure out who might fall, who might jump, like how far can Bilal go? Like, can he go nine? Can he even go higher than that? Like everything you read is like nine is like the earliest he can go. Uh, but which if he went nine, that would be wild. But then that pushes other guys back. Um, yeah. No, that, that makes sense to me. Um, the Who are the seven guys you would say are high, high confidence top 10? Uh, Wemby, Miller, Scoot, Amen, Whitmore. I would say Walker. Thompson and Walker and then Black. Okay. H- Hendricks has been like, he was like that guy that was getting hyped, that was like jumping up boards. <clears throat> I want to say like for the last month or so. Okay. Within the last like week plus, it does feel like for whatever reason, and I can't pinpoint it, uh, he's getting like, his over-under opened up at nine and a half. It came down to eight and a half. And then I want to say a couple of days ago, it went back up to nine and a half, um, which like, I wasn't expecting it to go back up to nine and a half, which eight and a half was kind of unplayable. But it feels like he's falling to like the 10 or later range okay. in the mocks. I don't totally buy it because the guy's like, if it's my personal opinion, it is what it is. He's just legit. Like he offers things that everyone beyond him doesn't. Um, but yeah, like and then Hendricks, I would say, is like the unofficial lock. Um, and then it gets dicey. Then you got like Dick, Keontae, Case and Wallace, Hawkins. Those are. You played a Case and Wallace under recently. Um, talk me through this. Is this literally just guy went to Kentucky? Kentucky has skill. Kentucky players tend to play better in the NBA than they ever show you at college level. For whatever reason, John Calipari, cough, cough, John Calipari. Um, what uh, you know? What was the the looking? Uh, you know, what's the look on Case and Wallace? Because last I saw, Giveney had him in like the late teens, uh, and his over under was sitting right there. Yeah, there's in a the, uh, split on him. It looks like through a lot of the the people who are good at this sort of thing. You get you got under thirteen and a half at a pretty good price. It looks like. Yeah, he's more. It's more with him. It's. Like 13 and a half, I just thought was too high. You see, like, the teams that he's worked out for. Um, and then everything you kind of just said, where like, he could go to the top 10. Like, every team has a case. Where Casey just has a lot more outs, where guys like Hendricks could go 6, 7, and that's kind of it. Or maybe not Hendricks. Or, like, Eamon's a good one. Like, if Eamon doesn't go 4, like, he might fall. Yeah. Or you can make a case for Casey. Like, there's, like, 4 or 5 he could go starting at honestly six. I don't see, he's not going to go six, but like he could go eight. He could go 10, 11, 12 or 13, um, which. All of those land you under 13 yeah. and a half. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, do when you are kind of going through news and stuff and you're looking at uh, team visits, um, like what's uh, what, what are some of the like uh, specific, 
info nuggets that really kind of like fire. Okay, let's go find a price on this guy because something something's up here. And then Casey, like he's like on the big board, he's like ten between like those core four guys, which that's the last thing I want to get into. Like if he's ranked ten and you got guys above him ranked higher, like that's important to me. But with the visits. Like you see the videos, you see like he crushed his workout. Like really the only thing you want to pay attention to where there was one guy, and I think it was like Gigi Jackson. It ended up being that he like totally tanked his workout and he was supposed to go top 15 and now he might not even go in the first round. <laughs> um, I guess like no news is good news with the workouts and you kind of just want to see what teams players are working out for. But what's the most important, which was kind of the case for Kaysen, is when guys are canceling workouts – uh, that is almost like more important they have a to promise yeah like it's whether it's either a promise or he canceled the workout with the hawks which the hawks picked yeah. 15 which that was like the consensus spot for casing to go yeah and then he canceled the workout with the hawks and that kind of is the tipping point at least for me to realize that if he canceled 15 he's assuming he's going to go before that which leaves 14 if he doesn't go 14 he's had workouts with the raptors he's had workouts with the wizards like it's just like which then you have all the outs then you have the big board and all those things add up and then he cancels and it's an easy one oh i like that good, well, good you breakdown. say it's easy but i mean it's some, some nice detective work i like you <laughs> yeah and you actually you got into what i was hoping you would get into entirely there which was you see a guy canceling workouts and what do you do with that information because it means something um and yeah, I, I tend to agree with you that uh, it's, it's like Jalen Carter. Yeah, like Jalen Carter like refused to work out with any team yeah. outside the top ten, and guess what? He went, he went ninth. exactly ten. Or did he go ninth? <laughs> he got it went ninth. Yeah, that was the. Well, worst. he went. He went to the team with the tenth pick. Right. <laughs> they drafted ninth. Yeah, which That's ruined all exact picks. Uh, it really did. The worst bet. I don't remember the NFL draft. Did that happen? I don't want to yeah, talk with the NFL draft. I don't think it actually happened. <laughs> Well, it was good. Um, it didn't go good with what I talked about, but it went well. It was fun. Like in the end. that that was like the one year where it's like, man, I wish I hadn't bet on this because this is just wild. Like I mean, I entire the entire first the, hour was just like, what? I know. I mean, it was chaos. Like I'm treating like the NFL draft this one as somewhat of an outlier, but like the over unders didn't do well because of the chaos. But like the long shots, like totally, there were a couple that yeah. Saved me and made it a great time. Um, but I don't want to talk about the draft anymore. Like, yeah, Anthony like, Richardson yeah, going. Yeah, Anthony Richardson going in the top four. If that didn't. That if I hadn't gone bananas on that day of, I would have. I would not bridge jump with territory, but I would have been very unhappy. <laughs> been camper. Yeah, very very unhappy. Anyway, um, okay. The. Uh, the other kind of interesting stuff you got here, uh, new prop went up today on Keontae George. You grabbed some over 12 and a half pretty uh, aggressively on that, and that has now sailed. What is the uh, story behind uh, Keontae George having a tough, uh, a tough yeah, that time was just like, at home? That was just a bad number. And <laughs> just like a, P- like a PSA, if I'm just like tweeting out a pick without like the warning, it really is the only reason I'm doing that is because it's like a new prop that just went out. I want to jump on it, but Keontae is just like a bad number. I'm already on the, and this is kind of like how I play it out where I want like equal overs to unders where if like a guy goes under, it's pushing an over up where I have Keontae at 12 and a half over and I have Casey at under 13 and a half. And 
Keontae is one of those guys that feels like he's just falling um, a little bit where he's either it should I, I would have lined it honestly at 13 and a half. I guess I would have been fair, which one spot really is huge, but I'm seeing the 15 range like big board wise. He's at 14. Um, so that he just feels like a guy that is losing traction with guys like Bilal jumping up. You got, then you got guys like Hawkins who might go earlier where like the shooters are like somewhat of an outlier and Keontae is a shooter. Um, he is going to need work, but there's other guys like mocked or projected to go later that are starting to move on, move up. They're going to push him back. Um, like lively Jalen Jalen yeah. hood, Kobe, yeah. Leonard Miller, even uh, Bilal. Like those yeah. are guys are making moves into like the top 15 right now okay. that are people that could push Keontae up. And it just was like, that was just a number like, yeah, automatic. Very cool. I love it. Um, anyone, uh, anyone else worth kind of really pointing out and I like, I like about to, too, without, we learned yeah. our lesson on that because you know, how many, how many years ago and how many times do you have to bring this up? But if you bet a couple unders, you, you don't have to bet an over. You got to start really looking hard at not betting any more unders at that point. It's like, right. It can only push so many guys one way. And I feel like you've been really good about that uh, the last couple of years, it's like kind of keeping it halfway balanced. Or at least if you're not making the bet in your mind, it's like this guy has to push up if what I believe happens and two other guys push down. Right. And yeah. And it's like you don't want to have to like predict the top 10 like perfectly in order to win all your bets. Um, at the same sure. time, it's hard to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Are there any teams uh, who we should be specifically targeting to try to get info out of that kind of unlocks uh, some important uh, kind of unlocks some important way that the draft unfolds? I'm guessing Orlando again. They have two picks in the top 11. Um, yeah. Like Orlando. I mean, the Jazz are interesting. I mean, the Mavs, everyone's saying they're trading. Who knows? Um, they're sending a the dick pic to LA for LeBron. I mean, I, I feel like I'm always LA. wondering what they're doing, but because honestly, they've, they have so many picks that they're always in play. But the Thunder at 12 is really that's one of those spots, like whether they do have a promise to Bilal or not. Um, and if they don't, like where are they leaning? I guess you could say, which Thunder Twitter is like the best. They have the most <laughs> draft experts out. Um, it's fantastic. Um, but like 12 is one of those spots that I would love to know, um, where they're leaning, but I think they're like the hardest team to figure out. No, the Houston's the hardest team to figure out, but Thunder's not far behind. Yeah. We're just, uh, we're at the same spot as we were in April. If we can figure out Houston, we'd be in a good spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, yeah, the Houston Rockets are going to move, trade their 20th in order to move up and take both Thompsons, fourth and fifth. Um, they just, just, they want them both. Um, it's just, just less shooters. No, I'm, I'm not being serious, uh, but if they did something stupid, I wouldn't be shocked either. Um, okay. <laughs> the, Harden. <laughs> uh, and I think the other question is like figuring yeah. out if Harden's going to Houston, I think is a very important question as well. Um, which I think we're going to yeah. find out before. Like, we're going to get a feel soonish, but I mean, multiple yeah. people know. What's your, what's your read on that? And now Paul and Paul getting released too. Like, I don't know if that really 
I don't think that will affect any of the draft at all. Um, but that's just like he could fill a need real quick, which I doubt he goes to any team like in the lottery at all. He would be nuts too. Eh, yeah, that'd be nuts. He needs to win go. a ring. I'd love him to go to the Celtics, but he didn't want to go to San Antonio and and uh, ring chase with Wemby. Mm-hmm. It doesn't impact uh, San Antonio's decision making. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, like um, what Harden does, which <laughs> James Harden, my God, like how he has leverage year after year like this is just—it's pure insanity. It, it's just pure insanity. That's all. It's—he's old and he's just not good anymore. But he's running the league again. Like, what's going to happen? He's going to get paid wherever he goes, right? Like, am I just talking on my ass right now? No, no, it's no. it's a weird spot that like yeah, multiple teams be like excited about having him. I don't. This is where this is where the NBA loses me sometimes. It's like, why are we signing these players all the time? It's uh, NBA players are like NFL coaches. Like, oh man, you're getting older and the game's passing you by, and you might suck now. Like, well, another team fired you, we'd be more than happy to take you in right now. Sign on the deadline. Here's a shitload of money. Let's, let's res- it's, I mean, it's the Tobias meme. Like maybe it works for us, but yeah. Dan, Dan says, Dan doesn't just say Harden's going to Houston. Dan says eyeball emoji Harden's going to Houston. So, which uh, gonna- and I know we're running out of time with that. Like, how how would that change things in terms of yeah, how they probably wouldn't? <laughs> not not with their first pick. Like, yeah, I think they still take a guard. I mean, they need they need capable guards so badly that bringing in Harden and drafting Amon is not out of the realm of possibility at all. Um, yeah, does it make it more likely that they would trade the pick? Yeah, but again, like not a lot though. Like, who, who really wants the fourth pick? Like, who's yeah. dying for that pick? Like, I think that's probably the fourth right. and fifth picks to me look kind of like dead Deadpool. You know, Deadwood. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you kind of got to just take who, who's there. And it's the gonna suck. It's not the guy yeah. you like, but yeah, Pistons and the Pistons are one of the favorites to get number one. It's just yeah. I mean, thank they God had, uh, they had tied for the best odds. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I don't have, I don't, I, I don't have a special affinity for the San Antonio Spurs, but I think this was probably the best possible outcome. Charlotte would have been a disaster. Detroit would have been a disaster. Houston would have been weird. <laughs> Um, it's and, weird because yeah. it's not a good, it's not a, like a huge uh, market, but it's like a good NBA market somehow. Do you oh, get yeah. what I'm saying? Good uniforms. They have just the right amount of history. Yeah. Every, how, yeah about the old, how about the 90s ones where it's like a, a splash of paint across? Oh, yeah. That? Dude, oh, my good, God. Can you such a good jersey. That? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's this city that the only franchise in town is an NBA franchise. Like that's cool. Like those those uh, fans show up, they show out. It's uh, it yeah, and it's cool to see Pop get you know one last bite at the apple with uh, you know generation. Yeah, it just extended like his career yeah. by like five years. It's exciting, right? Yeah. Otherwise, he would have probably just been like, all right, I can't do this shit. Yeah, I mean, it would be apple. like it would be like if the Pats somehow ended up with the number one pick next year and got Caleb Williams. You know, it's just like give Belichick a sh- one shot in the arm. He's got a quarterback again. You know, somebody oh. who can really work with. Oh God! Don't tease me. <laughs> you can hear your pants getting tighter, Luke. Jesus. <laughs> so okay um are there any kind of guys that you are keeping an eye on who are currently online who are currently out of or only on a couple of mocks towards the bottom um you know the the jets the jet howards of the world or the uh um 
the Maxwell Lewis's of the world. Like these guys are on just a couple of rando mocks in the teen ranges. Like uh, any of those guys worth keeping an eye on uh, as uh, the draft props start to populate more aggressively. Uh, there's a, like Nick Smith to me, like it seems like he's somewhat falling. Like he's kind of just, he's just there. Um, like I, I just, I, he is falling definitely. Uh, like he's been mocked in like the 11 to 13 range. And it does feel like he's just kind of getting forgotten, um, which might, like, might not be good, but it feels like he's falling. Then Leonard, like Miller, Lively, Jalen Hood definitely is making noise. I think I saw a mock with Jalen Hood in the top 10 yesterday from Gary Parrish, who is, depends what you think about him, but uh, Bilal is definitely the one. And then Whitehead, I think he just had ankle surgery, so he might even be out of the first. Whitehead and Gigi Jackson are like the two guys that have been projected early, maybe lottery that kind of just are maybe not even going to the first anymore. Um, can I, uh, can you, can you help me talk me out of a bit or support it? Of course. I am staring at this Kobe Bufkin number and I don't get it. I think he should be in the top 16. Uh, it's 16 and a half right now. Um, what what uh, what is your read on that situation? Because I, no, I honestly I, I don't have him any, any much different than you know the Keontae Georges of the world. Sim, similar grades, similar rating. Anything that you take analytically about Kobe Bufkin, he's going to hit you know a lot of the same sort of these 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 shooting guard point guard guys that are in the 11, 12, 13, 14 range. He's as good or better than a lot of those guys. So realistically, going top sixteen does not seem out of the question for for, for Mr. Kobe. No, it, that was one like our uh, good friend Julian has us request people to put up, and he was on my short list, and they just put up a really good number with him for me. Um, oh, I was okay. hoping, I was hoping that it would be because I need so, like X seventeen and a half would have been prime. Yeah, pretty much. Um, where there's just too many guys coming up the board right now and guys like Bilal and Jalen Hood that putting a spot on Kobe where, like, you can make the argument that he should go. Like, if you look at the big boards, like, I think, like, he's ranked from 10 to 14. But, like, pinpointing a spot, like, it's just crowded um, for me. Where if that was a spot or two higher, that would have got sent out right with Keontae yeah. at the same time. Um, I, in the over is juice. So like, like the under at plus money, I would not talk you out of that. Okay. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to think about it a little bit more. Uh, who's the other guy you said? Jalen hood is rising. Uh, uh in, Indiana kid. Oh uh, yeah. Jalen hood. Shafino. Jalen hood. Shafino. Never heard of him. Um, out of Indiana. Oh, I see. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. I see. Yeah. Um, okay. Same, same. Oh, okay. Shit. Same position. Same kind of score. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a bunch of guys and maybe that's the thing. You take all those guys, those shooting guards, Hawkins, Smith, Shafino, uh, Kobe, we got just, two, and three. just like, look at who you think the best shooters are and, and bet their unders. Yeah. I mean, we got and six teams are smart. Yeah. Six point guards in like the top 15, essentially. Um, where there are not a lot of wings, like, they're definitely the most point guards to go within that range by far. And there's just a lot of them. Um, what do we think about the fact that there's only like three international players that are projected in the top in round one? That feels impossibly low to me. Man, 
which when we started, I was like, there's only like three or four like NCAA players that are going on the top 10. And like, I'm just clumping G League and international together yeah. at this point. Okay. Um, three, uh, we, we're definitely going to get two. Then you got like Rupert, Cisco, and Najee, like, are the two that like Najee and Cisco have been projected the first round, but it seems like they've fallen out of the first round a little bit. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have no opinion. I have no idea. Given you sending Najee to uh, Portland at twenty three, that feels like there's a little room for error there, and he like still. If there, if there was like a like these are the guys that like if there's like if you find out about like if I hear about a promise about a guy in like the late first, like if there's not an over under on it, like I just don't care. Um, but like if Cisco has a promise and that sends it over on international, like that's like that stuff's the actionable. Um, Rupert has a head to head with Gigi, I think, on DraftKings, which he's juiced. Which, if you set that line a month ago, Gigi would have been like minus 200 or beyond. And now Rupert's like minus 160 to go before. I was going to say a lot, a lot more people have Gigi out of the first, it feels like, yeah. just from what I've looked at. Yeah. Cause he like totally tanked his workouts, I guess. Like, he just <laughs> gave up. Like, he like walked out of the gym on one. For like wow. a team workout. <laughs> late late May, he was in the uh, high to mid teens. I guess yeah. mid to low teens, mid to low teens, and now he's low low twenties. So yeah, I would try hard to slide. Those. There's a lot of money to be made in this yeah. league. <laughs> Agreed. I guess he wants to go to a better team. He wants to be deaf further down in round one. Obviously, um, no. I think uh, realistically, the um, Hawkins is the guy that like yeah. I just have no like Hawkins. Like the shooters, like the shooters are, who was it? Like Murray last year. Like the shooters just yep. couldn't go so, like the sharpshooters, like Hawkins or even Hendricks. Like those are the guys that can go way higher than they're projected. Where Hawkins is like the one guy that, if it was, I went into this thinking that he could go so early because, of course, I'm just thinking of the national championship and March Madness run that he went on. Uh, but then when you like look at everything else, can he defend, et cetera? Like he could go in the twenties, he could go like ten, eleven, twelve, uh, and of yep. course his over under is fourteen and a half. Um, and I'm surprised that the over is juiced for what it's Yeah, been. I think one long term thing to keep an eye on: um, the G League Ignite guys are not performing especially well in the league so far. Um, it's going to start spooking people. Um, that's a would, really good point. That's a really good point. Like, which would be like not only that, but just I, I feels like G League in general. Yeah. Like and, sometimes that and that's like the, op, going that's like the oppo of how international players are doing, right? Like the international guys like continue to make impacts well beyond what they were expected to. Um, but the G League Ignite guys, uh, two years ago, you had Jalen Green, Jonathan Kaminga, and yeah, I mean, you know, Jalen Green. Isaiah Todd, uh, you know, these guys, Jalen Green is, is fine, but he's not, you know, changing the league in any way, shape, or form. Um, and uh, four of them, I think. Yeah. And then last year it was Dyson Daniels, uh, Marjan Beauchamp, um, and uh, Jaden Hardy. Um, hadn't really Hardy. seen much out of those guys. So it's, it's, uh, there's going to be, and uh, like, I think theoretically, like they're playing against high school competition, which isn't necessarily helping them develop. It's like AAU. 
Yeah. yeah. It's it's like they're getting a redshirt year and that's stuck in AAU. And they're going to have to continue to kind of, I think, yeah, they're, they're, realistically, they're, they're just going to have to continue to innovate how they're developing these guys because Scoot sliding, you know, he, what, at the beginning of the cycle, he was, there were people who were like, man, some team's going to have to choose between Wimby and Scoot. Right. No. Or, um, no. Oh, yeah, I mean, the narrative, <laughs> no. the discourse no. was like, yeah. Oh man, yeah. there's so many. Like, how many? How many drafts would Scoot just be the number one with a bullet? Like, all of them except for the LeBron draft, and like, <laughs> like it's crazy that someone's gonna get this guy too. Like, someone, someone's gonna get him at you know second pick, and now we're no, no, we're like really yeah, like, amazing. He's talking like change. his career yeah. is over. Yeah, now we're like he's probably not a starter on a team that was very clearly in the lottery last year. <laughs> like, he's probably coming off the bench for the Timberwolves or for, you know, for the Blazers. So. Wow, hey. yeah. Excuse me, the Blazers. Tim, Timberwolves, Timberwolves, uh, playing champs two years in a row, baby. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, any other stuff we should be kind of peeling the uh, onion back here any uh if there are people listening who have specific info that could uh could send dms at the with little nuggets what kind of stuff are you looking for right now so i mean uh the athletic that yeah vicini who i didn't know he lived in australia um up until now i was like this dude is schrager like did he have a kid like <clears throat> he hasn't done anything like what are you doing vicini uh, and, then, and then I, because he's like one of the the best that we have. Um, like he hadn't put out a mock since like late, like early May. Uh, but I forgot the athletic does like a version of the beast, which Brugler does for the NFL draft. And Vicini's quote unquote beast comes out tomorrow, I'm assuming. Okay. He submitted it yesterday. I'm guessing they're going to wait, like let the finals get attention today and then release it tomorrow. Okay. Uh, but that should come out tomorrow, which I'm assuming he's going to have a mock and his updated big board, which would be, which is big, which is great. Um, Wasserman is probably like, if I'm ranking the like experts that we respect, it's like Wasserman, Ficini, Giveney, Wu, and O'Connor. I would say Wasserman out of Bleacher Report is probably my favorite. Like, then the tie between Ficini and Giveney. Um, Dude, Wasp was like way ahead of the curve on Bill All. Dude, he's the he's way ahead of the curve. Yeah. He's uh and honestly, Vicini, I think he had Bilal top ten in his mock a month ago, too. He might have. Ooh, he and it's kinda it's kinda like the Walter guys where it's like there was another guy. They're like, fuck it, we don't care. It, we're putting a running back in the top ten. Or for a while, top one. <laughs> and lo and behold. Lo and behold, there he goes. So I like a guy who has some conviction early and often about a guy. Yeah, Washman definitely nailed it. And the interesting thing is he did like a live mock where like he went through every pick and he was like explaining it. And the live version of the mock had Bilal at like, I want to say like 13 or something. And then when he posted it, online on bleacher the next day he flipped it and he put below like 11 uh, which makes you wonder like did he hear something in between mm. um but yeah Wasserman's definitely like i'm trying to compare him to someone from nfl uh, I, I can't even think about nfl but Wasserman's the guy um you want to pay attention he does like the rumor reports yeah. and i hate going on bleacher but I have to with him <laughs> 
bleacher yeah. bleacher report catching a cbs is a big bleacher nation guy not a bleacher report guy yeah, yeah. i mean cbs is the absolute worst now like cbs is <laughs> the mainstream version of walter football at this point with ads and like sorry will actually, there's no, a lot of pop-ups on cbs <laughs> it is so bad it's oh. I didn't know you're gonna do this. I love this. And yet, there's like, a lot. There's a lot there. of uh, there's a lot of legacy sports sites that it's like shit. This sucks, dude. CBS Sports was my homepage, like when yeah, I like, like when I first got you know computers and like or when we first got respect. you know using the internet <laughs> on a daily basis. Like when you opened fuck what Netscape or what were you using back then? Netscape. You know, like CBS Sports was your homepage, man. I every day. Um, I mean, that. you probably, you know, it's an OG when like all our dads that played fantasy football are still on CBS. Like that is the well, only I'm fantasy I'm football. Because st- it, it costs like $150 to have a fantasy football league every year on CBS. I'm in a league that still does it every year. What? You have to pay to run a league on their site. <laughs> it still costs money. For like ESPN's free, Yahoo's free. It's like everybody's Holy free. Shit. And these, yeah, because it's it's like, well, but this has our records going all the way back to like whenever I'm like my favorite part of the uh old cares. CBS site was uh the score bug for baseball had like the actual like artwork of a field <laughs> and that was innovative at the time and it was like more pleasant to watch the baseball score bug on cvs sports than it was on any other site uh <laughs> since then uh obviously mlb's score bug is completely taken over yeah, i read brenton's stuff otherwise that's it we'll, we'll just we'll say something nice about will there's no shadow listens to this but just in case i don't, I don't want to, i don't want to get back to him you know friend of the podcast i love it okay well I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna ruminate a little more on Kobe before ultimately playing that under, but uh, I think that's a fair play at current price. And uh, yeah, I look forward to uh, keeping up with you on everything in the machinations of this NBA draft as we uh, start to accumulate more information um, because we got a lot of time to kill between these NBA games. <laughs> I mean, I'm just there's only uh, like six days, six days between games. More if there's a travel day. Drew's attention on the draft. It goes from zero to 60 once Bookmaker puts them up, which I'm like actually been checking Bookmaker to see if they put draft props up to see because that's when like we get all the scoop because yeah. they, they, take, they, they take don't. Bets. I was wondering where you were betting what like the Kobe, but once uh, they put them tough. up, yeah, yeah, that's when uh you're really dialed in. Yeah, I haven't like seen anything there. Yeah, mm-hmm. they have. Well, I'm, 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 I'm eagerly waiting. Um, would love to find uh, some high high uh, uh, high return type of stuff there because yeah, I mean it's it's been a quiet cycle, so yeah. there's information to be had. Next two weeks, let's pump it up a little higher. So, I love appreciate it. you, Luke. Appreciate you coming on, talking a little uh, draft stuff with us, going over your bets. Are we doing this thoughts. again? If you want, we can we can do we can do whatever we want, way. dude. I, I, I do what I want. I mean, it is called one and done. (laughs) You know what? The Monday, let's do, let's get back together the Monday before the draft proper and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll shock the world again. Oh yeah. I did. I definitely want to get back together again. Like once, once we get a little closer and have some more news. So for sure, Luke. Um, But yeah, as Holt says, great primer. Good to, 
good to get a lot of that stuff rattling through your head because I've been a little out on it and I knew this oh, was coming, I'm, so I did some research this week. I mean, I'm fully operational. When yeah, I got you're back, tor- you're torqued I, in. When I got back, it was like zero to sixty. So I got you, Andy. Just bonus Adderall with lunch is uh, where Luke's at at this point. Doubling up. So appreciate it. Thanks you guys for watching. Hit the thumbs up. Leave a review. Rate, subscribe, retweet, like, share, follow, watch, love. Hit the music. Good to get back in this sweet thanks. Feels that- good. Feels good. Yeah, I, I want to get a little weird. Do, do, do.